0: Are you looking for the best tips and tricks to run a successful dental practice? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bulletproof Dental Practice, interviewing some of today's most successful dentists with your hosts, Dr. Peter Bolden and Dr. Craig Spodak. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Bulletproof Dental Practice podcast. Coming at you live, I'm Peter Bolden. We got Craig in his alternate podcast room because his primary podcast room was filled today. And we're excited to have on today, Dan Delmain of Delmain Analytics. And um, Dan and I connected a while back and then I introduced him to Craig. And I have to say of all the, being that I come from a kind of a marketing background, if you will, Dan, I used to study this all the time. I come from a very healthy skepticism level when people kind of, get in touch with me and say, Hey, I've got the chops to kind of talk to you. And so I was super skeptical, but you, um, very quickly alleviated some of those concerns and and you're the real deal. Give us a little bit of the background. I'm going to give you a little chance to kind of intro yourself here and give us a little background of kind of what you do and what you do for dentists and kind of the Genesis and, and how we got there.
1: Yes, absolutely. And thank you so much for, for having me on the podcast. So my name is Dan Delmayne. Uh Delmaine Analytics. We are a full-service digital marketing agency. Our tagline is we help small businesses get more uh, customers through their websites, um, specifically helping dentists get more patients. In terms of, of, of the services that we provide, everything from search engine optimization, paid advertising, social media, copywriting, website design and development, a lot of buzzwords I'm sure your listeners are yep. with. And yeah, it's something that's very near and dear to the both of you because you both come from a very strong marketing background based on prior conversations we've had.
0: Yep. Well we both we've both seen the fruits of, of that labor, if you will. But today we are going to talk about, you know, something that Dan and I were offline collaborating about is is really the future of of online marketing and how to prepare how to prepare your practice for like the year 2023. What's coming in the, in the pipeline? What do we need to start building now and curating now, and, um, and going from there? So I like to talk to influence in this in this space because one of the questions I get commonly Dan from from other dentists is like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's coming? What are you doing? What are you working on? Right? Because I think you you always have to be asking those questions, and a lot of times I've worked on things in the past and they haven't that hasn't been the trajectory of, of the economy, if you will, or, or the landscape of, of advertising or marketing. And I've been wrong, but you know, but it's also fun to kind of just put your foot in the game and, and, and go for it. Craig, any, any comments so far? You've been, you've been awfully quiet and it makes it's making me really nervous.
2: No, don't be nervous. My, my thought is, <laughs> you know, first of all, I, I, I get marketing and uh, what a necessary portion of our business is. To, to grow it but it's it's more like innovation marketing experience when i think of it i think of the whole trifecta i think marketing as its own thing is dead correct you, you can hire people like dan from domain and, and full disclosure i'm a paying client as well and I'm super impressed with them but if you don't have something worth talking about you're going to pay egregious amounts of money to move the needle on the, on the who gets a shit meter so in the in the spirit of of giving the listener, a holistic approach, I, I do believe it's innovation, marketing, and experience. Your experience is you know, what will drive your practice.
0: So Dan, one of the things that Craig and I talk about, and, and Craig, I'm gonna piggyback on what you're saying, is that it used to be in the landscape of, let's call it circa 2004 to 10, 11, 12, in that area, you could literally market your way to a profitable practice. And I, and through, and that was through spammy techniques, or you could just double down, or you could be the first one doing Google
2: Landing blog, pages, you,
0: you could, you could hire blog and do ghostwriting, writing, like you really could just almost gamify your way to the top in, in rankings, in traffic, in new patients. Granted, your attention might not be great, but if, if your end goal was, was focus and eyeballs and new patients, then you may have won that game you know, and, and then Google kind of started picking up on that. And, and as has our society as a whole, I believe and, and the penguin and the, you know, the, all the algorithm updates, that kind of stripped out the shit, I think paved the way for people stripping out the shit and noticing shit businesses that shouldn't be propped up anymore. And so I think that's what Craig is always kind of talked about is that the silo of being able to, you know, the quote unquote, the marketing silo is no longer a silo. There's inter, it's intertwined with everyday fabric of what we do.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it is very much a holistic approach. And, and one of the things that, that we also noticed, or I also noticed in the early days of the internet, I've been in the industry for 10 plus years, is speaking of gamifying the system, like, especially from an online digital marketing standpoint, like you could do weird stuff where you have like, you could put white text on a white background and just overly keyword the heck out of that page. And then Google would just record you with a first place result. And And one of the things like going back to like the organic, more holistic approach, like one of the things that we've seen with Google is they are humanizing their search engine more and more and more. So like all the people that were doing black hat or like gray hat techniques, like you can't get away with doing that. And that it's sort of the convergence of both what you're doing online and offline. Like Google pays attention to everything about your practice. Um, To to the point where it's surprising how much information that they have on you.
0: Yeah. I I think what's important about that is it's, it's, um, what am I trying to say? Like they, they, they basically just are doing it for the end user, right? Like it's all about, for them, it's all about creating the best user experience. And they, and they recognize that like spammy shit, isn't, isn't a good user experience. So they want, they want their, their, their sole purpose is to make sure like when you click once you're getting exactly what you wanted. Right. And so,
1: yeah, like, yeah you're I'm absolutely right. And, and I think that this is one of the reasons why like back in the day when you had like Google and Alta Vista and Hotbot and all those search engines that were vying for that, that, that premier sort of that go to, uh, spot. And, and Google kind of won the day. And I think it was because they quickly evolved their algorithm faster than those others. And, and to your point, Dr. Bolden, it's like, if you think about Google as having all these clients that are performing these searches, like they want to make their clients happy. So they want to pre- show them the very best result. Anything right. that's spammy or informational or salesy, Google's <laughs> going to do everything it can to bury it to the bottom.
0: All right. So now we've kind of talked about how things have changed to current day marketing, which, you know, Craig and I talk about how big of an impact social has been on our practice, the social media and and kind of that bucket. You know, I'm saying again, not a silo because it's intertwined into the day-to-day operations of what we do. It's an amplification. Um, You know, how big reputation management has been. So we all, everyone kind of listening to this knows about all the tenants of what it takes to kind of market in today's day and age. Agreed? I mean, you know, if you've done any kind of reading, you kind of just know. Um, so let's talk about some things that, that our advanced listeners should be keeping on the horizon or just, you know, just keeping, keeping their finger on the pulse of what, what could be headed. Um, and you had, you had talked about voice search, and I hear that a lot from, from I listen to Gary Vaynerchuk, and I hear how he's just like, he's like triple, doubling, triple down on, on voice because he just hears it as being the arbitrage of how we use our time.
1: Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And if you think about the evolution of, of how technology has evolved, like we're totally headed towards voice search. And I don't think it's an anomaly. I think it's here to stay. Um, yes, there were early adopters a couple of years ago. But again, I, I think it has much more staying power than people want to give it credit for. And if you think about the evolution of technology, so you have desktops and those were, those were sort of the most popular device. Then that moved to laptops and then it moved to mobile phones. And, and lo and behold, it's like, what are people doing with their mobile phones? They're saying, Hey Siri, can you find such and such? And then that evolved into, um, um, home devices where you can search directly on that. So it's just, it's the trajectory is there. It's here to stay and it's going to continue to, to head that direction.
0: You know, I mean, Craig, you and I both kind of went heavy on video for a while. And, and I think videos here to stay as well. It's just that, that voice is so hot as is kind of podcasting, right? Because we're able to, it doesn't occupy our, our quote unquote time. We can do other things as we use our voice, but we can't do that as we're watching and listening and pay attention to a video. So that's why I think as, as Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk says, you know, that's the arbitrage of our time. Go ahead.
2: Well, I I think there's two things, you know, when we talk about like web, the, the original form of web, there was no content. So, We had to, it was all about what we put out to the public and so it was all about content marketing, landing pages, blogs, all that crap, video and then there's so much content on the web now and also the statistics say that it used to be that you need to hear something like seven or eight times before you were inclined to make a purchase. So there's frequency and and reach and those things at play meaning like you had to hit the same person you know eight times before they made a call to action. There's so much noise now. I mean like bananas have minion stickers on them. You can't escape TV with you know product placement everywhere. I mean, it, it's just the amount of noise is staggering. Your brain wants to conserve energy. Your brain doesn't want to get hooked on anything. So when you talk about voice search, yes, I don't want to go to weather.com to find out what time sunset is in Phoenix. I'll ask Siri, Siri, what time sunset? But when you want to say, hey, does Dr. Bolden do veneers? I think that, that's a larger decision. Like, you know, I just bought a new car. I didn't ask Siri, hey, is the Ford Raptor a really good truck? It is. I'm sorry? It is. I know, but I didn't want to make a $60,000 purchase based on what <laughs> Siri's telling me. So I think that, and, and you're going to be able to really hotwire the voice search. I mean, we all know Siri and, and Yelp have that strategic alliance. So I just don't, I think that. It's now about getting people to talk about you, the conversation happening about you. That's why I think the social so incredible.
0: But Dan, don't you see that kind of evolving into conversational, like AI bots being, or Siri bots or whoever bot being able to literally talk to Like if Craig had said, hey, how's the Ford Raptor? And it being like, well, quite honestly, it got some good reviews. But I really think, you know, you should be t- thinking about this for your family or something like that. I mean, it's got to evolve that way, right? I mean, that's got to be on the realm of possibility. I hear what you're saying, Craig, you use it for very pithy questions. Like, what's the weather like? How, what's the, you know, I don't know, what else? What, like, what's the best restaurant around me now? But it's gonna it's gotta have to evolve or else the adoption won't, will just stay static. Dan?
1: Yeah, I think, so if you think about texting, right? Like texting, like you're, you're, it's like short, sweet to the point, you just wanna get on with it because you know, your thumbs are getting tired. But some of the data that's coming out about um, voice search is, is it's, it's evolving into a longer conversation. It's what we like to call in the digital marketing industry, like long tail keyword searches or phrases. And I think that as more and more people get comfortable with those in-home listening devices, they will begin having longer conversations and Google and Google, and, 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 um, and Apple and Microsoft and all these in-home products, like they're going to get smarter at finding exactly what you're looking for. Um, and what was that movie that recently came out about that person that fell in love with their device? Did you really oh, yeah, it was
0: movie that. Movies? It was that. I heard it. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It's a little dark. I don't like like dark. Those movies kind of creep me out a little bit. But I know exactly what you're talking about. It's the it's the actor.
1: Um, you guys are thinking Ex Machina, are you? No. 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 Um, i'm blanking on the name spider-man
0: the spider-man guy was the was the actor uh, okay. one of the spider men
1: but uh, and, I and i think and, and i never actually saw the movie but the premise is, is super interesting and and i think it, it, it kind of connects kind of connects this conversation and the fact that person was completely lonely they, they were lacking the, the human interaction they went to their in-home listening device and they became not only like best friends but he fell in love with this listening device I think hopefully I'm not butchering the movie but that's kind of and, and I think that's the direction that it's going it's it, it, it's it's becoming more conversational it's becoming more sophisticated and intelligent and people it's called know. her
0: it was called her thank you jock jacqueline uh phoenix oh I, I thought it was a spider-man that was, was it
1: was it a good movie
0: I didn't watch it. It looked I didn't it looked watch weird. it either. It weird I'm, not
1: a, I'm not a dark movie guy myself either. So, yeah, so it was the world's
0: the world's first artificially intelligent operating system. He fall it becomes so realistic and so companion-like that he falls in love with it.
1: Well, I mean,
2: even if it just listens to you, it'll do more than like 80% of spouses out there. So.
0: <laughs> hey, so Dan, how does this how do we apply what we've just said? And how do you extrapolate that into us being prepared as dentists for voice search? Is there a different methodology for voice than there is just web?
1: Well, I, I think that this is, it's, it's sort of a, a 2 prong question. It's like, okay, so how do, how do we optimize our pro- practices for this? But before we get to that question, like, we have to ask ourselves, like, what are people searching for? Like, how are they using these listening devices? And I think that... <clears throat> One we've kind of established it's conversational. So someone might say they're listening device like, I chipped my tooth, I need an emergency dentist right now, you know, it might be a Saturday, or like proximity, like I need a dentist near me, I think that came up in conversation <laughs> recently, or they might be looking for, you know, a, a, um, a dentist that accepts fill in the blank insurance, or um, hours of operation or that kind of stuff. So um again it's it's very conversational it's very long tail. But those are
0: all long tail like you're saying. So maybe correct me if I'm wrong, like l- literally strategically positioning yourself for long tail keywords could set you up later down the road for <laughs> voice search?
1: I think so. I think so. And and the best way if if you're thinking about your well, let me back up and make one other comment, um, just because I, I live in the in the digital marketing world. One of the things that I've seen that has been really sort of crazy um, in terms of the 10 plus years I've been in this, and I think a lot of listeners would probably recognize this because everybody uses Google more or less. It's like five, six years ago, you Google something like dentist in Atlanta, and then Google would pull up, usually you'd see the paid results up top, and then below that you'd see Seven yeah. individual dental practices, right? Okay, mm-hmm. so now you have seven to choose from, and then below that, you get into your organic ranked websites. And then recently, with some of these other uh, Google updates, algorithm updates, now it's moved into a three pack. So currently, we are in a three pack where again, you see the ads above, but now you're
0: talking the about maps, the maps, right? Like the maps, exactly.
1: So that's shortened to three individual dental practices in Atlanta. Um, and I think where this is going with, with voice search is essentially it's going to be a one-pack based on like the, the specificity of your search, exactly what you're looking for. And that and, and that's that's really crazy uh, to think about um, in terms of a dentist and, and how you're going to compete. And I think going back to what what, what Dr. Spodak said about like having a very sort of holistic model to your 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 business is Google's going to pick up on all of these ind- indicators, whether online or offline, and they're going to reward you accordingly.
0: Uh, I just I just thought of something as you were talking, and you can totally shoot me down, but they've been preparing for this forever and ever. It's think about it. It's the, I'm, I'm feeling lucky button that you see in Google. Yeah. Right. Like it just returns the hit that they think is the best, which is going to be the same thing they think with voice. They've been preparing for this all along. I'm the first one. I need, I need to write it down that I'm the first one that in the, that figured that out. No. Okay, come on, smile for me, buddy. It's, it's- yeah, no,
2: I, I i think you're I think you're 100 right. And they're querying that information and how as a quality probably a quality metric of their search. Because if you start hitting it and it's giving you what you want, we just don't use our brains. And if there is a bot that can reference Facebook content amongst my friends, amongst ratings, amongst positive, um, feet, you know, links building link building, why not? That's the way to do it.
0: I'm gonna stores. audit my audit my you know i used to sit around and just google like dentist in atlanta how am i popping up like literally i'm gonna audit stuff and now just hit i'm feeling lucky and see how i'm i come up like who's i'm gonna ask a question and see and and see what it's giving me as quote-unquote lucky
2: you know the other you know the other funny thing is that i want to talk about i don't want to hijack our agenda but what's pissing me off a lot is how web designers will build you a website bring in a 30-inch screen to show you your website, you're all excited to bring it to a boardroom, and recognize that on mobile it looks like total shit. Like That's my website right now. It, you know, I have CraigSpodek.com, it's my personal website, I have Spodek.com, and both look like a shell of what they are on, on mobile. I lose my video, I lose all that stuff. When we know, and I don't want to uh, butcher the statistic, but like 80% of-, of 67. Of- Sixty-seven, and is rising. 30, yeah, it's rising from mobile. So why is it that we're not building for mobile specifically? Load times, my my load times on my site are like. Well, we should be even when I'm like trying to pull up my own website for like for patients or something before and afters. I'm stuck for a while. I know Dan's new to new to newly hired, so I know these are things we're working on. Um, but, like, why is it that we're not building for uh, mobile first?
0: Yeah, and let me, let me say one thing, and then I want you to jump in on this. Is, is I think the, res, the, the responsive sites are part of the problem. And, and I think it's good that we have responsive um, technology. You know, when I mean a responsive website, everyone knows what that means, that it scales according to the screen size. But that allows people to develop something, going back to what Craig's saying, from a desktop first and then a truncated version. Allowing on the technology to responsively truncate it down to the mobile which I have always said that and Dan you and I have had conversations about the next site I'm building with you I want it to be mobile preferentially looking beautiful mobile desktop secondary I don't really care so much I mean I care but like if it's a three to one ratio of viewers or eyeballs then I am totally in agreement with what Craig's saying yeah what, what do you think
1: Yeah, well, sixty-seven percent mobile, yes, and I think this is going to be increasingly important for dentists, and it just kind of dovetail with it with like the voice search. I I recently heard a statistic that Google said that one out of every five queries on Google are voice searches. No shit. Think about that. Think about that for a second, because like we had the same conversation about. Uh, 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 searches on mobile probably like five years ago where it's like 20% of searches on mobile or 20% of searches performed on Google on mobile and now fast forward 2018 now we're saying 67 probably even higher 2018 will probably end maybe in the 70 percentile and now we're saying 20% of queries on Google or voice searches like if we have the same conversation in 2023 like what could that be could that be like 70, 80%, 70, 80%, like where are we 80, headed?
0: 80, 20, but, like everything else.
1: <laughs> but but, but, it, but it, goes, it goes to show that in, in this day and age, searches on desktops and laptops have completely plateaued, and they're going to be declining as, mm-hmm. as voice search and mobile search continue to rise and, and, and chip away at the, at the market share of the overall searches. And then going back to both your point, it's almost like when we're designing and developing a site, we actually focus more on how it performs on mobile than say like desktop so when we're going <coughs> off a, a new site or we're getting our client sign off like we lead a lot of times with mobile first and then if that checks out then we blow it up we look at desktop Hopefully that's going to chunk out as well. But like, that's the thing is like dentists need to be thinking about the mobile experience and the voice search much more so than desktop and laptop.
0: And when you say experience, let's, let's dive into that just a little bit. It's not just how it looks, which is what I used to think about. The experience is also something Craig alluded to, which is the load times, because sometimes we put these complex, beautiful things together and if they take 15 seconds to load, it's pretty moot. It matters not.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And when you couple that with like, let's say like someone's still hanging out on like a 3G mobile device, they're in a spotty mobile connection. It's like all of these things compound and your website isn't loading and they're on to the next person.
0: Yep. Is that what, is that what AMP is? Accelerated mobile pages or is that what it is?
1: Yeah, AMP is, Amp is, is something a little bit different. It's, it's, it's a Google product. Um, we've actually tested it out on some of our dental clients. It is not as applicable to some of our dental clients. It is, say, like someone who's like a prolific blogger or like a, 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 an online newspaper because the idea with accelerated mobile pages is Google is sort of preloading a lot of information that they have in, in real time. Okay. Um, And it helps because like if you're a news station and you're trying to be the first to break something, like having the amp enabled uh, gives you a little bit more merit. But it's not not as applicable to dentists just because, I I mean, obviously blogging and creating rich, long, of articles should be a part of your arsenal. But a lot of times, like, you're not u- using it to, like, break a story.
0: You, um, I just thought of something that I wanted you to talk touch on, which I just learned about, which is the secure certificate, which I bet a lot of people do not know about that. Can you talk about how Google's, Google's drawn a line in the sand? We need to bring awareness to this because I, I bet a lot of people don't know about this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the things um, that we have found with um, – with with what's called SSL, and and I think that the more the literal version, I think that a lot of listeners can 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 wrap their their visual minds around it. It's like when you go to a website and you see HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash and then get into the website. That, that that's what you, you it's what you want nowadays because because the internet is becoming increasingly vulnerable to hacks, and and Google and these other search engines are pushing browsers like Chrome, like Safari, like Internet Explorer and some of these others to make sure that they are supporting visitors that are going to websites that are security rich. And and this is actually a recent thing. I think Chrome is one of the first browsers to start doing this where if your website does not have the SSL enabled HTTPS, your visitors are going to start seeing pop-ups on your website warning visitors, do you still want to proceed because this website is not secure? And if you think about it, that's a scary proposition, Scary. You're trying to leverage your, your, your website for new patients.
0: What, what is that date? I mean, I, I could have sworn they had like some, some date that said, if you don't have it by X time, then you're going to start being penalized, quote unquote. What is that date? Have you you know, that?
1: there's always speculation Did I dream about then? that. It's uh, I don't I don't think that it's been cemented yet. Uh, but I think it, it's like I,
0: May. I want to say it's like May, literally. I've heard like May of this year.
1: Like you too. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that that's that's another uh, direction that, that that we're definitely headed.
2: Hey Dan, of course you know my brain's spinning because I'm not as involved in the marketing as I, I'd uh, like to be. But we have that, met that already on my personal from my personal stuff.
0: Damn it. I mean, Craig, this podcast is not about you.
2: No, I know, but I want to make sure that it's always about me. I want to add value. I don't want to be
1: the... Definitely enabled. Absolutely. Uh, You don't have to worry about those Russian...
0: The whole time we were talking, he was literally just thinking about himself and sweating, like, wait. No, no,
2: no, 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 no. But I am frustrated with the load times and stuff like that, so I am writing notes to my Yeah, but
0: it's, cause it's, so, it's because you have a lot of complex objects that, honestly, are compelling. So that's the rub. Like, you can build a super fast website, but it looks like dog shit, right? And yours, is Yeah, Google. but there's a
2: certain, there is a certain point right. at which, the, yeah, if you have this super slick shit that takes 15 seconds to land, no one's going to see it.
0: Right, so, it's a fine line, and and, it's a and very fine line.
2: line. And when it comes to web, it's it's not it's functionality over content all day long, man, all day long. I, and I so,
0: Dan, that would be the hardest job, I think. From if I owned your company, would be how do I make someone look? How do I make them stand out in the shortest amount of time? Of loads, right? Like how do you make this elaborate, beautiful, user-friendly website and make it load really fast?
1: You know. It's, it's difficult because a lot of times you do have to make decisions. You have to make sacrifices. Um, a lot of times, like when we go into a project, the client is all about movement. I want to see tons of movement on my homepage. I want five videos and I would just want them to preload for, for, for the visitor. It's like when you begin adding all of these things that are taking up tons and tons of, 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 of hosting room on your website, like inevitably your page loads times are going to suffer yes there there's some tricks you can pull off to sort of hedge against that but you kind of have to make decisions between uh really rich user experience with big bold beautiful imagery and tons of videos loading of like you talking mm. about your your mission your philosophy or customer testimonials coupled with like okay let's focus on page let's be times and, and that's and page load speed times are great for search engine optimization, but I think it's even better for, for the user. Um, so getting back to, I think, Dr. Spodek, you're leaning a little bit more towards maybe sacrificing some of those rich, heavy loading elements in favor of the user and fast load times, correct or incorrect?
2: Well, in in reference to turning back to the first point of AI and voice, it is all going to be... Timely. I mean, it's going to be the quick. Every we're getting more ADD as time goes on. Time is becoming more of a commodity. We want to conserve. I mean, you can literally go and and go down a rabbit hole of information anywhere. So I think the most succinct and fast way is going to win, especially for search. And if you're on mobile, and you know, it's another thing. There's a community. There's a community where you can do research. You can go on Facebook and say, Hey, anybody, you know, stayed at the Four Seasons in Atlanta. That's that's a, but if for search and for going to it, you're going to want the most succinct way. So, I just I, it's not what I want. I just think that the elaborate load times and elaborate video is kind of web 2015 to maybe 18. I don't know, there's something new coming because I know if, if it doesn't load right, if it's too many, there's too much trickery and widgets and sliders and shit like that, it's not going gonna, gonna to glaze right over. People are going to move on. Just my hallucination, I have no fucking clue.
0: Well, no, but you're, on, you're, you're totally right. I think in going back to what you're saying about ADD in this day and age, people want, you know, it's all about, you know, we talk about Donald Miller and the storytelling. People want to find conserve the, the most amount of energy to find the answer. It's human nature. We just want to give me the answers really quickly because that's the problem, the, the problem that I'm looking for a solution. So it's problem, solution, quickest way, conserve energy so I don't die and get eaten by wildebeests. Like that's, that's what his, that's what his thesis is essentially.
2: It's true. I mean, brain power is a lot of energy. There's a lot of your body energy. We want to conserve brain power. As soon as someone's like, let me tell you about this deal I have for you. You're like, oh shit, let me cut this guy off. Yeah. I'm going to waste my time. Let me not even enter the space. So we want to conserve. And the minute you have the loading thing going on, I think that's tapping into the brain power now. It's like, oh my God, what's going on? Is my is it my internet connection? Is it my desktop? Do I have the wrong URL? Blah, blah, blah. I think those are little things that are going on in, in many consumers' heads at this point. I know like what for the car building sites and stuff, I know it's very relevant because I was looking for the cars. The cars have these applications to build the car, you know, like build your own, like choose the color and stuff like that. They don't really work on mobile. So I had to like put a reminder because I don't have a desktop at my house.
1: I don't even own one. one. I'm sorry.
0: That's crazy. You
1: you don't have you have a desktop. Yeah. 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 You're more advanced than me, Dr. Spodek in that regard. What a desktop.
2: (laughs) Not having one.
1: I got a laptop.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I I just, yeah, my only desktop is at my house and I have a feeling just like the same way. I don't have a home phone. I have a cell phone. I have an alarm monitoring service. There's a cell phone for that, but I think that we're going to lose the, the desktop. I think it'll be gone. I mean, look at what our phones can do now. So, and screens are going to be smaller. We're not going to have big screens. And I just think there's a trend. Whether it's a faster trend or a slower trend, I think that's a different, um, that we could argue that. But I don't imagine large screens. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm going way off. into No, no, you're absolutely
1: right. You're absolutely right. Like, desktops will be considered like CD, CD players or like Walkmans. Seriously, mm-hmm. no, you're, you're bang on.
2: Yeah, yeah. and I, I just maybe I'm a little bit more sensitive to low tides and stuff like that. But I remember like when we were building an original website, and this is not you, Dan, but the guy who built it for me had this really cool slider. So our before and after is like, do that. You know, like you take your finger and it's really slick, but slick without function, slick that takes time, sucks. No, it's trickery. You don't want trickery, you want function and over, you know, over form. And um, I think there's a there's there's a there's a preference for that when it comes to all interfaces. Never mind. I mean, that's why I think that's why there's just a deconstructing of the of the experience for most things. Like lecturing, this is this is the new dental lecture. No one's getting on a plane to go to Indiana for two days, you know, to just listen to a couple guys talk. You can do it right now. It be, you know, most people listening to this are in their car using that time. So I just I just see a big trend, and I think that the marketing approach has to change accordingly with it.
0: Okay. Yeah. So Dan, how do, how do we plan for this? And how can we hedge our bets um, for being number one in 2018 and 2023? Will the same fundamentals prevail, you know, like what's getting us good results now, whether it's reviews and reputation management, social engagement, any offline signals that we're talking about, social mentions, like all all that will probably still come into play. So we're still building, right. Meaning it's not just going to be this like categoric change of how things function we're still building for for the evolution of if let's say let's call it voice or let's call it ai we're still building for that right
1: yeah and i think I, so th- th- there's six things that come to mind in terms of of how do we prepare for voice search in our dental practices um so, number one, and we've talked about this a little bit in today's conversation, is you want to make your website responsive or mobile friendly. It's kind of synonymous, but you, you want, as, as Dr. Bolden said, to truncate to different uh, devices and browsers. So, that's number one. And you'd be surprised. Like, we, we, we're, we talk to dentists on the phone all the time, and I'll pull up the website, and it's not mobile friendly. And you're just, ah, you know, you just want to pull your hair out. And this day and age, it's still pretty common practice. Um, and there's actually, a, if you're curious as a listener, like one of the things that you can do is you can type in Google mobile friendly tool, and there's a website hosted. It's it's a Google it's a Google tool that will actually tell you whether they think your website is mobile friendly or not.
0: Time, it's our most important asset, and I want to thank you for using your time to listen to the Bulletproof Dental Practice podcast also want to encourage you to do two things right now. Take out your phone, text the word bulletproof to the number 345-345. What that's going to do is put you on our, uh, for lack of better words, mailing list that's going to send out uh, text messaging and email. Just whenever we have announcements, whether it's the Bulletproof Summit that's coming up in October, uh, book launch. We're um, just giving access to some, some private stuff that's inside the Bulletproof community. So I encourage you to just uh, take two seconds and whip that out and uh, text it to us. Again, text the word Bulletproof to 345 345. Secondly, please, if you're, if you're loving the podcast, go ahead and um, click on your phone again and, and click on the review and review us in, in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Just so we get some feedback, and again, if it's if it's a five star, awesome, bring it. But if it's one, like, put that down and let us know how we do better. Appreciate
1: it. Not a great day. Uh, number two, um, I and this is a biggie. I think this is big. This is probably the biggest one out of all of, of the six that I'm going to go into. Is if we think about voice search as being sort of this long tail, evolving conversation, you need to think about sort of the conversations you have with patients in your chairs. Like, think about maybe creating more FAQ-like content for your website and whether that lives on your, with, within the internal like service pages of the site, whether you develop a blog, but you want to think about sort of like these long phrase conversations that someone might have in voice search that could potentially pull up information about your website. Sort of the, the commonly common questions that you might get in uh, sitting in, in a dental chair. Like one of the things might be something like, uh, for example, oh, thanks for pulling that up, and Dr. Bolden. Pull uh, <laughs> up mine. Like, like, for example, like what is, what is the cost of, of Invisalign? Uh, We recently did some keyword research and there are thousands and thousands of searches perform for like what is the cost of Visalign so even if you don't necessarily want to give away the cost of what that is you can create content sort of like FAQ passion, fashion and sort of build it around there and then what happens is, 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 is when people are looking for that search and, and Google is making the connection to something local and you sort of craft your content around being the expert in, in all things Invisalign chances are the, the voice search is going to be pulling up information about your practice. Mm-hmm.
2: It's got to be a cool. Um, the AI has to be very robust because if you think about how much information is being added to the internet on a daily basis, like it's, it's. I, I know there's statistics, but it's like, you know, it's the the information is not going away; it's accumulating. So maybe web pages get taken down, but there's just mass amounts of information being uploaded to the to the to the internet. I agree. I agree. And at a certain point, it is it is not sustainable. It has some really elaborate way to interpret how how you digest that information it needs that ai because you can you can hack it now you can build you know there's so many different things with like ppc and all that stuff haha i'm mobile friendly and you're not Petey. but did you did
0: you yeah did you see how long it took to run that test good lord i almost fell asleep <laughs> i'm
2: happy you're not sharing my screen because i'm, I'm flicking you off here <laughs>
0: Um, how do I get back to unshare this now? No, but you
2: know what I'm saying, Dan, it's gotta be at a certain point. The information is just staggering. That's going to affect search. That's going to affect the web experience. I mean, the
0: acceleration of the volume of data of just information. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, fast forward five years, there's more data flowing into the internet now in a day than probably a month in 2005.
0: So that's called, they call that the half-life. Dan, you may have may not heard that term. But it used to be that from so you would you would calculate it by from the dawn of time to today, what at what how many years from now will that volume, that entire volume of information double? Right. So that's its half life, kind of reverse half life, if you will. And it used to be two and a half years, right? So it would it would it would be doubling, the volume would be doubling every two and a half years. Now it's actually less than uh it's like one point something I saw the other day. It was like one and a half years. So, so that's crazy. From the dawn of time to now, in the year twenty twenty, essentially, we will have doubled that that compo- volume of just information, and that's accelerating. You're right, Craig. Because of our bots and um, just AI and computers getting smarter and doing predictive, and it, it's doubling and it's and it's getting scary. So, you're right. At what point do we how how are we kind of fish through all the all the stuff to get the answers and it's going to become more and more complex to compete in that landscape.
1: I I will say though, gentlemen, one of the things that we run into all the time and it drives me crazy, duplicate content, right? Mm -hmm. So if you are crafting content and you're serious about voice search or just website traffic in general, like do not borrow (laughs) content from anybody else on the web. Do not let your agency borrow content from anybody else on the web because not only are you not getting credit for it, Google's probably going to penalize you?
0: Yeah, like who does who does that though? Well, like, oh my God! Are you kidding me, bro?
2: I have a classmate of mine who practices locally, right? And um, I got, I had someone, or maybe someone emailed me. I went to his homepage, and this is a fairly sophisticated operation. It's not a single location; it's a lot of locations. He literally stole word for word for word my website, like. It said a spot of split up dental found on the passion and promise and blah 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 and found it by the father. And it was like literally stolen. Like my story was stolen. Word for word. Like lit- the commas, the punctuation, everything. I call him and he just like, you know, he's like, oh, I had no idea in this, you know. But there are people that do that. People buy like, you know, oh, they, I they, know. They, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I, I want up telling him, like, hey man, this is actually affecting both of us. This is gonna sink both of us. It's not just you know. I'm not saying this is a a, a a plagiarism. It's going to actually penalize us, right, Dan?
1: Dan, are there yeah, tools yeah, that well, you I can think, look for that? If if Google if Google indexes your original content first, so you're the epicenter of that original content. You won't get penalized moving That's forward, good. but this person will. And, and for all the listeners out there, like if, if you're curious, if you're saying, well, I don't know, I, you know, I hired this agency. They said everything is original. You know, I don't <coughs> know if my content is borrowed. <coughs> way that anyone can, can, can find this information out, go to a random page on your site. Let's say like a service page or Invisalign page. Copy three sentences in a random paragraph. Put that into Google and see what comes up. That's
2: so cool, man. What a cool idea, huh? Thanks for that, Pearl. A lot of good yeah, pearls and- here, man.
0: Is there, no, is there not a, like, you know, you gave us a um, mobile friendly test page. Is there not, like, a duplicate page tester?
1: Not that we're aware of, but going okay. back to the comment about, like, just taking a random three cents and putting it into Google, like, yep. if you are, are dealing with borrowed con- content. In all likelihood, you'll see different dental practices across the website also pull up their Invisalign page with that identical information. So just like quick and dirty, you can find out if it's copied even without using a Google tool.
0: Wow. Wow. Another, another thing to add to my, to do. And, and
1: I would say, I would venture a guess. I would venture a guess, gentlemen, that I'm going to say between 30 to 50% of all dental practices are leveraging borrowed content.
0: Wow. It's horrible. Um, You know, what's so funny, by the way,
2: just like when you pulled up that tool about mobile friendly, it's funny that we're looking at this, even Google's calling it mobile friendly. So it's like, you know, like you want, like the rare occurrence is that you bring your dog to a restaurant. So the restaurant could be dog friendly, but it's actually really should be desktop friendly. If 67, 70% of the web traffic is going to the, going to your phone, everything should be designed for phone. It should be like, Hey, is it desktop compatible? And we're still looking at it like, is it, is it friendly to, to, to mobile? Like, it, there's a lag time. Things are moving so fast. It's, it's interesting the, the way Google treats it.
0: Well, it's a lot harder, obviously, to design on mobile. And so I think that's what, what they're saying. And, and yeah, maybe you're right, Craig. Maybe this is a tool to help with the flipping or the shift that should be happening.
2: Well, that's the challenge of marketing is to make it compelling and succinct. You can't tell into the elevator pitch. You, can, you don't have five minutes to talk about why your pizza's good. And that's because the consumer won't pay attention. Same thing on mobile. People are choosing to be on mobile because they don't want to go through the desktop experience. It's circuitous and long.
0: You know, Dan, do you have any uh, other pearls? I, I I like what we've given You've, you. It's been action packed, honestly. And so, that being said, I don't want to I don't want to lose some of this by diluting it down with other content in this podcast, honestly. So, do you have some other? other tips just that you can bang at us I, that,
1: that I, I do. Yeah. And I'll, I'll give, I'll give four, one, four more, and we can kind of figure out if we want to go into detail any of the four if any of pique your interest. Um, number, uh, number three, um, claiming your Google, my business profile. That's just, it's, it's, it's the maps that show up when you Google your, your practice. So for example, like if you Google SpoDoc dental group, um, you'll see that the, that the business is claimed, like on the right I, I claimed it,
0: time. I claimed it. You
1: claimed it? He sold it to me. Oh.
0: Someone, bought,
2: someone did buy CraigsPodack.com. They, they were kind enough to give it to me, but they could have easily sold it to me too.
0: That is hilarious.
1: Sorry, dude. And, so, and so what you're looking for, if you, if you Google your name, your practice, and on the right hand side, it shows up all the information Google has about your practice, we call this the knowledge graph. It's the knowledge that Google has about your practice. If there's a little line in there that says claim your practice. In other words, it's unclaimed, you want to jump right on that. You do not want someone else claim your practice, especially if you've amassed a ton of reviews. Right, like that's, that's the
0: lowest hanging fruit I think I've ever heard, by the way. And you'd be
2: shocked. You'd be shocked, oh. and Dan will tell you how many people have not claimed that I fruit is laying on the there's, ground. There's a hundred people that will listen to this that have not claimed their, their business. No way. Without a doubt. If you haven't claimed, well, they won't they won't. I was gonna say post below if you haven't. But yeah, um, right.
1: It, it, yeah. it, the reason the reason why this is important for voice search is is Google wants to sort of reward businesses that are actively or proactively uh, uh, sort of like buttoning up their business online, right? If you're just kind of letting it hang in the ether, then Google's saying, you know, is there any control here? What's, what's the practice really like? So just kind of like it's additional signals to Google. And then, and then number four, and I know that you had the the gentleman from podium on earlier, um, online reputation is huge. Um, not only the number of reviews, but your overall rating, like that is drastically going to impact voice search. And I think the both of you can vouch for this. Like, online reputation and reviews like that has tremendously changed both your practices probably 1020 fold over these years like people come into the practice saying hey I read all these fabulous online reviews about you where do we where do we get started right so online reputation is huge um, number number four um, and this could probably be a topic for a different day but like social signals, so so being active on social media and this is something that I know um, both of you do really, really well in terms of the, bre- the, the, the practice, the, the personality, and, and really sort of pushing the practice through social media. And voice search is paying attention to all these additional social signals, especially as you're getting like, likes, comments, shares, all these, again, signals pointing back to Google and, and some of these other search devices that are, are, that according, are rewarding you.
0: And that's just the organic search. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, you talked about rewarding for voice search, but I think that's an organic. It's in the organic search algorithm as well, for sure.
1: I think so. The, I mean, experts. No one knows. Have, no one knows. We, yeah. Again, so there's not really definitive evidence out there that Google says, like, you know, we we tap into. Your Twitter, your your Facebook, your LinkedIn, and based on your engagement and 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 how involved you are, like how does that inform the results that we might show on Google.com? Is <coughs> mixed. I believe that it's it's there. Going back to this holistic, the conversions of all these different touch points. Like I think yep. Google's all about that, whether they choose to admit it or not. Um,
0: Yeah. There's just no longer a silo. I mean, back to what Craig's saying, like none of this exists in its independent universe where you can like, I'm just going to really focus on this. Like it's all one leads to the other, which then dovetails to the other. And you have to focus on on all of it. And really the social, Dan, we talk about is really people say, well, I'm going to increase my social media. Meanwhile, all social media is, and Craig and I say this, Time and time again, it's really just an amplification of who you are, right? It's your culture, it's your environment. If that's not worthy of amplification, then don't focus on that first. Focus on your environment, your culture, your leadership, your team, and then get the magnifying glass out ready to show the world.
2: Well, if you think about it, guys, you know, Google and your website, you can actually put anything you freaking want. You could say you're the best. You could say that everybody's happy. You could make your own reviews, you could literally craft. It's a traditional marketing approach. It's like camel cigarettes circa 1940. You know, <laughs> five out of seven doctors ref- choose to smoke camel cigarettes, you know, or, you know, or whatever it was. It was liter- legit, just bullshit marketing, selling anything you want. Now social is, is the-
0: Meritocracy?
2: Yes, the conversation, <laughs> the meritocracy, the binary meritocracy, right? <laughs> That's an inside joke, because if you listen to the podcast a lot, Peter has to get in binary meritocracy At, well, least, at
0: once. least once.
2: At, at least, least once. once. <laughs> at, or, or at least one Gary, v, um, or, Gary v announced, But it is, it is the conversation. So web the original web was all about what content you put out. And now it's the conversation coming back at you. And the only way you can get people to talk about you is pay them or make be remarkable. If you're remarkable, they'll talk about you. I, I, I think I made this quote <laughs> up. I say either pay someone to craft a story about you or be compelling and remarkable enough that people are willing to talk about you on their own, and that's—I mean—it's really cool how it's come full circle. We've been shoved down so much bullshit marketing over time. Everything's the best. Every everybody's the best. I mean, there's so many the best awards. You know, like in Delray Beach, there's like seven dentists here that are voted the best in Delray Beach, and I don't know—I'm not one of them, but. Um, according to, you know, some <laughs> little reward, there's always something there. So it's, it's really important. And since Dan, you mentioned claiming your Google business. You didn't
0: pay page. for the full page ad. Honestly, here's what happened is you didn't pay for the full page ad because you didn't do print media and that's how they sell those bullshit best ofs. And a lot it of feels kind of
2: nice to have some award, even if it's from like Jolly Fast Weehawk. Yeah, but they the make you pay.
1: Stuff. Yeah. Anyways. But the benefit of what you're doing Dr. Spoduck is, you know, yeah, you can take out a BS ad and be ranked, you know, voted best in Del Rey, but when voice search, and it's here, and as it begins picking up, like Spoduck Dental Group is going to dominate those voice searches because you're doing all of these other things. You're not necessarily paying for this offline media to say that you're the best. Google's going to yeah. say, we know you're the best without even telling us or paying for it. The other thing I just wanted to
2: add, because you said claiming your, um, sorry, your Google page is also on uh, Facebook. This little thing, the verified page, you can uh, make sure that I didn't know this just till recently. But you want to make sure that your 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 Facebook page is claimed in the same way, verified.
0: Verified, your yeah.
1: And Yelp profile as well. I mean, th- yeah, we could. I mean, we could pull up a list of like fifty sort of individual sites. I mean, definitely like Google, Facebook, Yelp. Uh, are the big three um, yeah. and like health grids and some of those other uh industry niche sites but yeah absolutely
0: and man that's cool all right anything else dan
1: yeah last one this is sort of like a bonus maybe a little bit technical for for everybody listening in but we have found it, it to be a bit of a game changer and, and we, the, the three of us have talked about this in the past um so I know this, it might be the first time your listeners have heard this word. It's called schema or semantic markup. It's basically a way of of informing Google what your practice is all about when they come to your website, whether it's the, the re- number of reviews you have, plus the rating, um, the hours that you're open, um, insurance that you might accept, um, a lot of these different sort of signals behind the scenes, then Google can then package that information and deliver it via voice search. So if, if, if someone is asking something very specific and you're correctly marking up your, your schema and your website and none of your competitors are, then Google's likely to pull up your your give information about your practice because you kind of have that one-to-one that question that's posed within voice search. And then lo and behold, your website is the answer. And all right.
0: Question that. schema spelled
1: S C H E M A.
0: Now, does that something visible or it lives in code on the back end of your website?
1: It lives in code on the back end of your website. And I think the, the, the perfect example for all the listeners and they've seen this time and time again, your home, You need a dinner recipe um, for chicken Parmesan, right? You Google like best chicken Parmesan uh, recipe and then Google pulls up like the the rating based on that recipe. How long is it going to take to cook? Uh, What ingredients might be involved? All that. So like recipes were sort of like the pioneer on Google of, of this schema markup, but it has evolved to touch every industry across the internet.
0: So Dan, right now, all Craig is thinking about is, do I have schema? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <on my website. laughs> that's the problem like pete Pete knows me well man he knows me well these are not notes about uh um yeah hey listen man if we're adding value I, listen i'm not making it about me or not making it about peter but if, if we're adding value to the point that we're learning on a podcast that means that uh our colleagues are also learning. So For sure. I, I, just, I could done. see it
0: all over your face. I was like, hmm, he's back to thinking about him.
2: It's <laughs> not about you. This podcast uh, is... Oh, come, come on, on bro. <laughs> if I was thinking about me, we wouldn't be doing this. We'd all be just being I'm
0: kidding. I'm, dude, I'm busting your chops. I know. Dan, um, again, truly, I, I, I think I'm going to give you... Um, one of the prestigious awards of delivering the most content in the, in the fastest amount of time here and um, I want to respect that and not dilute it with and keep going so I think we've delivered delivered wow truly today Craig um, I've got some takeaways just like you and Dan thanks for coming on on the podcast man I'm, I'm excited to have you on
1: yeah yeah my pleasure and if the, you know if there's ever an opportunity to pop back on a podcast I'd love to be here
0: so that being said, you do have a business and, and you are a legit marketer, you know, in a sea of not so legit people, honestly, there's, yeah. there's, there's like, there's so many that claim they're marketers, but, but few have the chops to do it. So if someone's interested in having a, a, a main audit or dive, like what would they do? I mean, obviously they go to your website, but can you give us something, give us something that only for Bulletproof listeners.
1: Oh, we're going here. Oh, well, I like it. it. Oh, I like it. you put me on the spot here. It doesn't have
0: to be an, an offer, offer per se, but just like, um,
1: like well, yeah. put so your cell phone out there. I, 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 I sort of pride myself on, on educating people as much as possible. And, you know, if we're not the, if we're not the right fit, then I, then I arm them with a ton for information and send them in the right direction. But I think, I think the first thing that, that I'd recommend is head over to the website, um, fill out the contact form, or even give us a call. And I will personally get on the phone uh, with, with any of the listeners. We'll, we'll have a thirty to forty-five minute conversation about the website, about the marketing efforts, and and what I try to do in those conversations is give away as many sort of tidbits, nuggets as possible. Um, and then that way, that the, the the practice owners are armed with information to make the right. Which you
0: did for me, I have to say. Before I was even in the realm of of wanting to use you, you're like, hey, let me just let me just help you out and give you a couple of things, whether you use me or not. And I was like. No, wait. No one's ever done that. Like yeah, everyone so always, cool. oh, everyone always wants something. I'll give you this if you sign up for a hundred and nineteen months contract, right? Like, so the fact that you were just willing to give without the expectation of getting to me spoke volumes about you and your company. And so, I do want to say that because I thought that was super rare, and it's honestly the reason we're talking right now.
1: I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah. if there's any way I can, I can help the uh, bulletproof dental practice listeners, like I'm all in, just reach out to me, Dan Delmain, and I'll make myself available.
0: And Dan's going to be speaking at the summit that we're having. I know we keep alluding to the summit but in October in Atlanta. So um, Dan, Dan will be there. So if you, if you uh, liked what you heard here, come, come for more. Craig, anything else in closing, pal?
2: No, I, I fully agree with your sentiments about Dan. Um, we were in the midst of hired, and we had already actually hired and paid uh, a, a person. And uh, Pete told me about Dan. I had a small conversation, a quick conversation with you, and uh, it was a no-brainer. We lost our retainer with the old company and went right over to you and didn't have any hesitation. Wow. I knew that spending any more time with the other guy was not going to be um, it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, we got secrets. We got stuff. Just go ahead and sign up and we'll give you all the information. And it was a prolific amount of information given ahead of time, which is uh, something that Peter and I really respect. And we appreciate you and your time with us and uh, we're very happy that uh, we're working with you.
0: Yep. Cool. Dan, have a kicking ass day, Craig, yeah. get back to work. And we will, uh, we will talk later. Thanks again, everybody.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to Bulletproof Dental Practice with your hosts, Dr. Peter Bolden and Dr. Craig Spodak. Online at
0: BulletproofDentalPractice.com. We'll catch you next time.